0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. You're listening to Woods and Water, South Carolina. My name is Roger Metz, and I'm joined by my co-host,
0: Taylor Metz.
1: There you go. Wow, that has
0: a good ring to it. Co-host. I don't think you. I don't think you officially said I'm here with my co-host. Really? Really.
1: Okay. Well, it's official.
0: It is official.
1: It's been official like Woo! since like what November or something yeah, like that. Really? When good. you started one it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, folks. South Carolina is beginning to open back up.
0: Ooh.
1: You know, we're we're starting to live life again, and what outdoor dining mm-hmm. is on back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be shutting down the streets. I did hear uh, something about they were gonna shut down Main Street in Greenville, so really? all the restaurants in Greenville could do street side dining or outside dining.
0: Oh, that would be cool.
1: So that's just a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. I probably should have checked on it, but I didn't. <laughs> Uh, we're we're kind of gonna, we're kind of gonna, we're gonna. We got some fun stuff. We do. And we got some serious stuff. And we got some other just random stuff. Um, <laughs> it's just a bunch of stuff.
0: It's all, it's all, it's all good stuff.
1: It is. Yeah, folks. For those of you who are boating and getting ready to go boating, a PFD only works when you wear it. Doesn't do any good. Nope. If it's in a rod locker, storage box, under the seat, <laughs> it only works like it's supposed to work if you're wearing it. So that's just your, you know, for whatever it's worth. Your daily tip. <laughs> daily, weekly, weekly. And we only get here weekly. Yeah, weekly. So yeah, yeah. weekly tip. <laughs> so there you go. Weekly tip. But yeah, we we uh we do have some things that are reopening, um, some kind of current event stuff, and. Well, I don't know. We'll see what they have time to get through. Because,
0: <laughs> you know, everybody knows we always run out of time.
1: That's right. That's the one <laughs> thing about this show is, folks, you, you sit there and you listen to it, and it passes fast on your side. You ought to sit in these chairs. Mm-hmm. It flies. It does. And when you have a guest, you get off the phone with the guest, and the guest like, like, oh, where did time go? <laughs> we didn't get to everything. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's just that's radio. Yep. These little segments go faster than you think they are. But they they're do. never wasted. No, never. Mm. Uh,
0: Okay.
1: I, w- I wouldn't go that far.
0: They're not wasted. They're not
1: wasted in the sense that we're having fun with it, but some yeah. of them are pretty. We've wasted some before. It's okay. Well, we
0: have fun. We do. We do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Getting,
1: okay. We're, and we're going to spread the calendar out. So the yep. calendar and all four segments is brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing Event Center. Unfortunately, Green Pond is closed to July 1st, so we're not having any tournaments, which means the FL tourna- FLW tournament that was supposed to take place at Green Pond has actually been canceled for this year, I believe. So, uh, DNR is opening all-man shooting ranges. So Woo-hoo. as of, uh, let's see, this was the May 1st. It actually started Tuesday, May 5th. Uh, the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources will be reopening all-man SCDNR managed shooting ranges Tuesday, May 5th. Those ranges include the Twin Ponds Range in Charleston County, Watery Rifle and Pistol Range in Richland County, James O. Thomason Range in Spartanburg County, and the Pickens Range in Pickens County. Ranges will be open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Palachicola, Webb, and Belfast ranges ranges will remain closed until further notice. Additionally, the Watery Shotgun Range in Richland County will remain closed due to construction. I'm not even going to say that word. Leave a little room between each other. I hate that. Super buzzword for everything. Um, <coughs> every other shooting station will be closed to ensure you have some space between each other. Uh, no more than two shooters may shoot on a shooting stand at one time. Uh, ranges will not be loaning out equipment. You are not required to sign in. Shooters will be limited to one hour on the range so that others can utilize the facility. If the range is full, the range officer will maintain a running list of the shooters who are waiting. Choosers who are waiting will be asked to remain in their vehicles until called upon by the range officer for an open position. So we're, we're, we're starting to get back to normal, folks. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a step closer. It's coming. To reality. It's coming, yeah. Yes. I have another current events thing.
1: Okay. And... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you don't want to blow that. Can you get that done in five minutes? Yeah. Okay, all right. Your current events. Current As if... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Go ahead. That laugh. I see
1: what's coming. Oh,
0: yeah. So.
1: I didn't see that coming. The story's coming. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I I know. I know. Okay. Then, if you have seen. We are now. We may as well just be in the movie The Hunger Games.
1: If Corona didn't get you the giant Asian wasp,
0: (laughs) Vespa Mandarinia. Whew, that's a mouthful. Jabonica. J- what? J-
1: Japonica. Japonica. Wasn't that in there somewhere, too?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's Asian and there's Japanese. It's, <laughs> it's, it varies. You know, they combine. What them. are they? Murder hornets. <laughs> Murder hornets.
1: There you go. That's right. In the Hunger games, they had those... Yep.
0: Tracker Jackers. Tracker
1: Jackers. Yes. Yep. Yes.
0: We're, we're Hunger game fanatics around right here. <laughs> um, but they're about two inches long. The only specimens have been found in northwest Washington State near Let, the Canadian border.
1: But let's, let's see. They only found one. The yeah, headline only one. the headlines generated this week to make you think <laughs> that everybody was gonna die from being bit or stung by these things yeah. and they found one skeleton in northwestern yep. Washington.
0: And if y'all see anything that says um, South Carolinians or a South Carolinian has claimed they have found one. Yes. They have not. What it is was it? looked at. Oh it was just a regular really <laughs> big okay. hornet. Okay. Um so there's the Asian and the Japanese, and I don't really know which ones which. I think they're the same thing.
1: But they're not in South Carolina. But they're
0: not in South Carolina. No, they're not. Okay. But yes, if you do see them, they're called murder hornets. Um, <laughs> because of their size, they are five Friday times practice. larger <laughs> than a honeybee. <laughs> but as many people say, like they're like, oh, it can kill you. Well, it can't. They feed on other insects like the social bees and wasps. Um, they have a thick exoskeleton. But they are no more of a threat to people than any of other native bees or wasps. So, don't be scared. (laughs) They're not going to cause hallucinations. If you know, you know. Um.
1: (laughs) Time for everybody to go out and buy a salt gun.
0: (laughs) 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 That would be a fun thing to do.
1: Jeremy. Jeremy posted up. He says... Because I said, everybody just save your money on salt guns for a few years. He said, that's bad information. He said, salt guns are so much fun. And I don't know. I mean, a salt gun. A salt. It's S-A-L-T. It's not a salt gun. Like a salt. <laughs> Assault. Yeah, it's a salt gun. You use salt in it to shoot, I don't know, flies and <laughs> bugs and whatever else. I, I need to do some research in it. Because it sounds like fun.
0: We need to bring one of those. i like, Oh, what, a really slow dove hunt. <laughs> you just shoot dragonflies or butterflies. Oh, yeah. well,
1: some <laughs> slow dove hunts, dove hunts. Dragonflies look like doves <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> after about three hours. <laughs> you could have
0: something to do with it too. You could be having a little bit of hallucination. Yeah, you could. You could. You
1: could be having some hallucinations out there. I have seen people take shots at them. Uh, but yeah, the crackerjackers are not here in South Carolina. Nope, they're not. They found the the whole the whole headline, folks. Was because they found one exoskeleton in northwestern Washington state, and from that we're gonna go from being killed by the coronavirus to being killed by murder. They're gonna put
0: us it. back in quarantine. <laughs> <Murder> <laughs> no, they're
1: not either. I don't. I don't. It will, it will take a lot to get Americans back into quarantine, or a lot of them. I'd say. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have some fun. That's uh Yeah, that's. Salt gun. I need to look into salt gun. You do.
0: That'd
1: be fun to have and something else to <laughs> just else to shoot. But uh, anyway, we uh, we we have some potentially big news coming next week. We do. Just gonna tease you. Have a, have yep. a little bit of a little bit of big news. Y'all want to know?
0: Stay tuned to yeah. Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because I'm sure when it when it happens, we'll break it live.
0: It's big, folks.
1: On all that big. stuff exciting <laughs> it is exciting it, it's gonna be fun I, I i can't wait for the well yeah give it away if i said any more
0: yeah you
1: would okay all right so They'll i'm gonna stop, stop, stop right there. there stop right there <laughs> all right hang on through the break we're gonna be back with more woods and water south Ghana on the other side enjoy oh. just like living in paradise
0: Song so weird. I am having so much fun with this.
1: See, while we're in, I'll just paint that just a little bit. While, while we're in coronavirus lockdown here at the, uh, what do we call this, I don't know where we are. I don't know. Okay, anyway, well, <laughs> it, it, I, I have a new play toy, and a new play toy allows me to do a lot with buffer music.
0: I don't like your new place this is a
1: classic this is a classic one. it's a Genesis song, and they did a a a uh a music video to it and it was depicting Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan and he was Superman and you know it was really good Gaddafi was in it and
0: good for you
1: so was Genesis, and they're all there' it's
0: good for you a lot of
1: you out there will recognize it and appreciate it unlike mm-hmm. others.
0: I'm sure a lot more people would appreciate my music, but you know. I doubt
1: that very seriously. But we're gonna have we're gonna take a day, <sighs> a show, and we're gonna let Taylor do the oh! uh, with with approval, really? with approval. Oh. We're gonna do Taylor or for music for one show. Oh. That'll be all we'll take.
0: That's that's a new thing. I like it.
1: I'm in a good mood today.
0: Really, I don't now, like this it weather. When
1: you're I mean, this we have had a wonderful spring. Oh, okay, other than the torrential rains
0: and the tornadoes and the, tornadoes <laughs> and
1: the hail. Okay, so there's a few <laughs> bad things about this spring. Granted, but has not the I mean the temps have been great. They it have. hasn't gone from like February the 29th to July the first.
0: It's true.
1: It we've had a very nice spring, and you know the weather is crispy, mm-hmm. and I like it. I'm in a good mood. Uh, therefore, I'm a little, little more lenient with the the help.
0: <clears throat> That's good. We should make that a usual thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, what, uh, okay. On the uh, on the side of things still opening back up, what do you have? And brought to you by. Uh, give, but, a, give, uh, a <laughs> give a plug. Give a plug.
0: This is. Anderson. And. Green Pond Landing Events. Okay. What you uh, got? Did I did I check that off? Very good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so. <for> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm high for today. Can yes. You tell? I'm in a good mood too.
1: Yes, a lot um, of people out there in good moods. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so this is a release from Cross State Park, <clears throat> and it says although Cross State Park is opening in a limited capacity um, starting Friday, May first, Fishing for Fun Day will still be postponed until Saturday, August eighth. But look on the bright side of things.
1: They're gonna the have the park
0: it. is opening. The up park too. is
1: open. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So they're right. Cross State Park is, is one of those places a lot of people go to ride horses. Mm-hmm. Speaking of horses, I was going to do this one. But there's, you know, we we, um, we talk sometimes in here about quail hunting and the, the glory days of quail hunting and, and how they've kind of faded away and it's gone to more field trials and stuff like that. With Cyclone State Park's opening, back up, H. Cooper Black. Memorial Field Trial and Recreation Area. If you have never been, um, it is it is a – I was there for the last time probably late 80s maybe. But we used to go to field trials, and they have horseback field trials there. You, know, you have a lot of field trials that are walk-in field trials and all. Uh, and the gallery stays you know, in a, a viewing area, and, and they can see the whole – field trial area, the grounds or whatever. But but H. Cooper Black hosts a bunch of field trials that are actually horseback field wow. trials. It's seven thousand acres of longleaf pine forest and fields. It's 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 the 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 facilities for you horseback people is uh they're top notch. Um so horseback riding is one of the most equestrian friendly with many 20 miles of trails and sand roads, offering top South Carolina horseback riding and an ample number of equestrian facilities, including stables, kennels, corrals, and arenas. Other amenities include a meeting hall, waterfowl pond, and 27 H. Cooper Black campsites, complete with water and electrical hookups, so you can bring your RV, um, and they have a number of co- primitive campsites, too. Um, let's see. 2020 uh, 20, 20 uh, campsites, picnic shelters, park farms, fields. Two fields available for, retrie- rent for retriever training. Uh, but it, what caught me was the calendar of events, because this is just one of those things that you, not many people, when you're talking about outdoor calendar of events, kind of cross people's minds of things to go see. But if you're a horseback person, or, or I have horses, beginning, I think, is in September. They kind of cleared it off. Yeah, the Charleston Retriever Club has a a, uh, a scheduled event the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh of September, and then it gets really cool. Uh, October hags with nags. <laughs> wow, Carolina uh, Piedmont something other Palmetto Retriever Hunt test is all happening in October, and of course that's that's just the Great uh, Cooper River RC, uh, RC Hunt Trial, um, Palmetto Field Trial again. So into into September, October, November, and on into to um, December. In December, the big events: the South Carolina Open Field Trial. But it just it's just a really cool place to go. We used to bird hunt down in that area. And it's unlike any other area in South Carolina. The pine cones are huge, the sand's white, and they got a lot of territory. So it's just, well, I, you know, when we talk about things reopening, that came across. I got a, a press release on H. Cooper Black coming back, and I was like, yeah, that's what we need to talk about. So <laughs> check them out. The South Carolina State Parks are all back open. Limited um, facility use, but uh, it is a, a place and you can go fishing in a lot of them. I think forty-six or so of the forty-seven oh, wow. have water and fishing available, so it's just a great place to go. And you can get a park pass uh, that's good for a year for like I think there's several different ones. You can get one for like the Inland Parks, one that closed. What's the matter? Your computer just went it did.
0: off. That's okay. Uh, yeah.
1: You have a you're you're.
0: I'm really bad at batteries. Technically now. charged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, if you if you ever if I ever am somewhere. And you see me, my phone is probably dead.
1: Yes, and I don't understand. Cause odds I can go two days without charging mine, and she can't go two well, hours. Well,
0: see, look, that's what happens when you take my only good charger.
1: Oh, no. I have oh. my new charger oh. is mine. I oh, don't have yeah. yours.
0: But, but, you know, that oh. charger that you lost oh. in Chester?
1: Oh, not you yours. Lost.
0: Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It oh. was. It was.
1: What do, you, do you have anything else to contribute to this?
0: I actually do. Thank you very much. As co host
1: yeah. Anyway, H. Cooper Black. Check them out in the fall if you're interested in bird dogs and field trials and never been to one where there's a lot of horses. It is it, it is a really cool thing to be a part of. Go ahead.
0: I can. My contribution for the week is okay. <laughs> some really good news for QDMN members. Um, Wanamaker Z Company has offered a special offer on quality deer food plot soybeans. Um, 90% germination, top quality, certified Stonewall soybeans, um, leafy, vigorous soybeans of late maturity, and it gives you some tips on how to plant it. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can contact Wanamaker Wildlife Center and Wanamaker Seed Company, um, or you can contact Rick Counts, who is the SEQDMA rep, um, and it's $20 per 50-pound bag. So,
1: And where's Wanamaker at?
0: That is in St. Matthew's. And I'm planning on going
1: down there this week. They have, Road trip. Uh, road trip. They have some uh, some seed mixes I want to try. Uh, I want to try some of those bushy soybeans um, just to see. Uh, you'll have to do something about that computer, won't you, for you anything gonna have, else? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait for a break to do that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Wanamaker is, is one of those things, you know, Wanamaker is, he uh, – they do all the South County 4-H seed plot program packets. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. When, when <laughs> kids do their backyard, um, their backyard habitat projects and food plots and all, they get the seed from Wanamaker. Oh! And when you call up, you're probably talking to Mr. Wanamaker himself. Just be prepared. He is a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I called it last year, just wanted one bag of something, I ended up with three. I <laughs> don't know how that
0: quite happened. It's either he's a really good salesman or you just really bad under pressure.
1: Oh he's a really good salesman. <laughs> I can resist most things. Um but Especially <laughs>
0: me. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Yes, but uh just be prepared. He is a salesman, but he knows his stuff and I I, I tried some of his things last year, his wheat, especially as a late season green in winter. I mean I would have the deer that I could see in those food plots. In the evenings, they were in there grazing, mm-hmm. and um, and then you can then you can then you can try the uh, the old crimp and, and no till and all that with that wheat. So we tried a little bit of that. I don't think it worked, but
0: well, you know. that's why I have
1: to go back and get some more seed. But we're gonna get some more make watermaker seed and try it out this year. Hopefully the the, <laughs> the deer will leave it alone long, long <laughs> enough for it to get up and mature. Talking about. The rain, man. I wish I'd have had it in for all the rain got here. Yep. We have small ponds everywhere right now.
0: Lower food plot flooded.
1: Yes, flooded. We <laughs> have to do something about that because not yeah. much is going to grow under six inches of water.
0: Nope.
1: Mm, but uh, well, let's see. We got we got some more stuff coming up. I don't want to get to anything else. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Exciting news out of South Carolina. Here's some. some D U in partnership with the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources is nearing completion completion of the 3,308 acre wetlands restoration project on the Cape Union Santee Coastal Reserve in Charleston County. Wetlands restoration enhancement um, activities include the installation of over 12 water control structures, as well as canal berm and embankment embankment enhancement to facilitate improved wetland habitat management capabilities. Santee Coastal Reserve provides the public with opportunities for water howling, birding, hiking, biking, and other outdoor recreational pursuits. That could be Bear Island next year.
0: Oh, nice. Santee true. Coastal. Yep.
1: This project provides enhanced wetland habitat for migratory birds and other wetland dependent wildlife while also supporting public recreation opportunities. The project was made possible through support from the National Coastal Wetlands Conservation Grant Program, SCDNR, Audubon, South Carolina, Open Space Institute, and the South Carolina Ducks Unlimited. License tag program, hashtag conservation. <laughs> wow, I never thought I'd get all that in. <clears throat> but anyway, we did. But yeah, there, there's another one of those things. It's an opportunity for hunters, but it's a mixed use thing. Mm-hmm. You can go enjoy the birding part of it after season's over with, which is bear on. We had a ball down there, so bear this Island? might be yes. this might be one um, to go to next year. Definitely. And I've lost my stack of things again. Again? Again.
0: All out of sorts today.
1: All out of sorts. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll collect ourselves during the break. <laughs> Speaking of the break, we're going to go to one right now. Um, when we come back, we will have more of whatever we have coming <laughs> at you on Woods and Water, South Carolina. So enjoy the outro music. And we'll be right back on the other side of the road with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Hang on. It's a Billy's Choir kind of day here on Woods and Water South Carolina. Roll your eyes. You like my music. I do n-
0: d- No, I don't. Sorry.
1: Maybe. I mean, anything with a wailing guitar is just, in my book, is just there.
0: Sure. I think the only song of yours that I like is By Dire Straits.
1: <clears throat> Money for Nothing? Yep. Gosh.
0: That's like the only song I've ever heard okay. come out of your radio. Like
1: That's that. not true. You better, that, you better no, watch out your nose. Is, your nose is going to grow into that window over there.
0: Uh, watch out. Can you do that on live radio?
1: Yeah, you can. Really? Okay. You sure? Yes. Huh. We have one of those things that is open, that is available, and that I should get drawn for this year because this is my third year of applying for it. Yes. That is South Carolina lizard season. Not really lizard. Alligator season. Lizard. Alligator applications are open. They came open May the 1st, which is what that would be uh, Saturday, last Saturday, Sunday, Monday, one day. May 1st, you can begin the application process for your South Carolina alligator tag all the way through June 15th. South Carolina's 2020 alligator hunting season doesn't begin until September the 12th, but the application period starts this Friday, May the 1st, or last Friday, May the 1st. Hunters may apply between 5 p.m. May 1st and June 15th for a tag. Each applicant can cost you $10. Unsuccessful applicants get a preference point, which is what I've done for the past two years. And with any luck, I'll have a tag this year.
0: And you're going to take me with you.
1: And feed you to the ones that I don't shoot. Uh, Y'all
0: heard that, right? There will be notification
1: hunters in July about their selection status. Uh, If you get selected, you will pay a $100 permit fee for that tag. And um, let's see. Yeah, there are four management units. And you'll list (laughs) the units in the order you'd like to be selected, and you can only hunt in the unit you're selected for. Unit 1 makes up the Southern Coastal Unit. Unit 2 is the Middle Coast. The Midlands makes up Unit 3, which includes all of Santee's Upper Lake. Lake Marion. Unit 4 is the PD unit. Have to be four feet in length. One alligator per harvest. Tag. Non-permit holders can aid a permit holder. It doesn't say anything about feeding your aid to the gator. You well, know, you've got to have a valid South Carolina hunting license. Non-resident gator hunters pay $200 fee. Stiff, but yeah. So I should be going gator hunting. Guess who's going to take me?
0: I don't know. Oh boy, I don't know.
1: Bassmaster Elite Patrick Walters and his dad Todd oh boy. said they'd take me if I got attacked. They'd take me That's gator hunting.
0: Danger. Because
1: that is their world. They, you know, that Santee area is Danger. just where they. Yep. We saw some big, when Patrick and I went fishing down there, there was some big gators out. Holy smoke, you could have landed a small airplane on the back of one of them.
0: If, if Patrick ever hears this, you know, if what? he's listening right now, or if I've he goes back. i talked to him back, before about this. No, listen, I'm having no a little, I have a little message for him. Oh, gosh. You know, you can be a good friend and take him and all that. But you know, don't worry about making sure he comes home. Like I can do the show myself. <laughs> I'm sure I mean Action Jackson and Oh yeah. Greg they'll help me out. I can sure. totally do this. So, you know, if you ever if you listen to this
1: Do you have anything to contribute today?
0: You already asked me that and I did.
1: Well, do you and have anything again, else?
0: I will provide. Go ahead. <sighs> I just you know, the hard work of a co host. Yes. Uh, we're kinda switching gears here from your lizard. Running, yes. To my field, saltwater fishing. Oh, Woo! Yay. yay! Tell us about it. Warm temperatures bring saltwater fishing. Uh! Yes. So, if y'all are planning on going on a saltwater fishing trip anytime soon off the coast, we have Charleston fishing reports. Now, what's in season right now, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. Sheep's Head, Black Drum, Barracuda. Bluefish, spotted sea trout, and redfish, my favorite. And we got some tips for you. So, so far, who have been out fishing, um, you know, as water temperatures begin to climb, redfish are getting more active. Yes. Um, And a lot of these reports I've noticed are saying artificial plastic lures are working the best for them so far. I agree with that. You know, jerk shad. This guy saying that the ones with silver hues have been working the best. Um, now, why would why would why would be silver? What what is with the silver hues?
1: Well, I mean, you've got all sorts of bait fish, smaller bait fish in the springtime, and mm-hmm. most of them are flashy. Flashy. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, the small mullet are out, maybe. Probably not I don't know this early. But yeah. Any of the small saltwater bait fish all have silver sides mm-hmm. for the most part. Maybe a green back and a silver side, but yeah. That's why you want that translucent silvery flash mm-hmm. as an option.
0: And they kinda go into some, some specifics here. Um this guy used uh, large twister tails like the Z Man's um Minnows paddle tail.
1: Yeah, Z Man um, Z Man has got a yeah. very good selection of saltwater plastics.
0: Um, kind of switching from redfish to trout. Um, they've been using plastic shrimp lures um, underneath a popping cork. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've never fished for trout. Now, or not for trout. Um, for, yeah, I I, I don't think I fish much for trout. Normally, it's red fishing for us.
1: The first fish you caught off my flats boat was a trout. Really? Like when you were like,
0: well, yeah, five I was gonna say how old. old was I?
1: You have before. It's just most of the times, if you you know certain times of year you get into a school of trout and it's just one after the, year after the other and a lot of time and other times you'll get into a mixed you know trout redfish bite so you know it, it's you can go i mean we used to go targeting with topwater plugs mm-hmm. and so you, you, there are certain places where the trout congregate and there's a there's a trade secret there
0: a trade secret
1: yeah trout normally they don't if they're released trout they pretty much stay in that general area that's their home range they don't mm-hmm. believe so if you find a good school of trout and it's, it's a lot of it's the same with redfish a good a school of redfish will frequent the same places on the same tides you know throughout the year for, for some for some of them throughout this whole year uh, I know several places up on the intercoastal waterway you could go you could put me there right now I could catch redfish because I knew where they were on any given mm-hmm. on any given tide mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of of, of Going to Charleston and, and saltwater fishing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a seasonal thing, yeah, but it's a daily thing. It mm-hmm. changes every hour of every day where those fish might be. Yep. And that's that's the lure of it.
0: Yep. And they're saying a suggested color is glow gold mm-hmm. um, for the shrimp. Now, this is another one. I think I've only caught two flounder in my entire life. Yeah. They're kind of... We don't normally go for flounder or well, down there. If,
1: if you're serious about flounder, you're gigging, <laughs> which has a lot of people saying that gigging is what's wrong with our flounder populations mm-hmm. right now. Uh, flounders to me were always a bycatch; they were always something I wasn't expecting to catch, and I caught them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I caught them on spinner baits before. Redfish magic spinner baits. I caught the biggest flounder I've ever caught on redfish magic in probably six to eight inches of water. It's uh, <laughs> just kind of bizarre. <laughs> Uh, but now there are some people that are just offshore, just off the beaches. Uh, a good friend of mine, Jim Reed, who's in Charleston, um, Superior Diesel, the Volvo Penta people. Jim Reed was a flounder magician. Holy smoke! You remember those put-up-a-shut-up tournaments? He'd bring in oh, those man, five, yeah. six, seven pound flounder.
0: Because we'd have, oh, we'd, have that big anyway. we'd have we'd well, have what what categories that we had? We had trash fish. We had biggest redfish.
1: Longest redfish.
0: Longest longest redfish. Right. Um what was like we had three categories, didn't we?
1: Longest redfish, longest sheep's head, longest speckled trout.
0: Okay, and then we had the trash fish. Trash fish, yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember those were fun tournaments. What else you got? Um, well, on the subject of flounder. Um a suggested bait for that is um, mud minnows under popping corks. Um I did find another um little tip, um this time of year is they're saying actually the top water trout action mm-hmm. is going on right now yeah. um, oh, yeah. and they're saying it doesn't exactly say what they're using, but they're saying silver is going along with that too.
1: one of the things we used to do for flounder when you were actually targeting flounder is any creek mouth, an outgoing tide, any creek mouth, so you got the you got the water coming out of the creek. Mm-hmm. And you got a creek emptying into another creek. And there's usually an oyster rake or something like that. You can take a mud minnow on like a a split shot Mm -hmm. and just fish the mouth of that creek. And the flounder are going to be turned looking up. They're going to be on the bottom looking up into the current. And that was another way. We did catch some flounder. I used to catch a few that way. Mm -hmm. But it's just uh, most flounder bites are just a dead weight. It's just like, well, hello there. (laughs) That feels heavy. And uh, that's, a, that's a flounder pipe for you.
0: I'm ready to go saltwater fishing now.
1: <laughs> oh, we're just ready to go fishing here.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: All of y'all that have been fishing are, are miles ahead of us for this year, but uh, that could be changing.
0: And if y'all want some of these tips, go to redfincharters.com and um, Charleston Fisher Reports. So There you go. There you go.
1: Well, that's fishing, the saltwater side. Yep. And um,
0: Very fun side very yeah, different I, I miss
1: saltwater fishing i you do need too. to you get back into that but uh well there, there there's your thank you for that
0: you're welcome i see i do contribute some important Oh, i never stuff. said you did
1: <laughs> all right let's take some acts left out of here and uh, we'll be back with the final segment of woods and water south Carolina on the other side to break
0: Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I'm taking over the intro because your host over here is Too Busy Dancing. Y'all better be lucky we're not doing Facebook Live. Mike Y'all Reno. I not want to see that.
1: Oh, it's ugly.
0: It is. It's ugly. It is. See? You agree with me.
1: <laughs> no, music's not ugly. Just what you would see me dancing, no, the music was, is ugly. I was
0: talking about both, but Okay. Okay. <clears throat> What do you have to contribute, Dad? Well,
1: you, you know, <laughs> over the last six, eight, ten, twelve months, there's been a great <clears throat> uh, some some concern because hunter numbers are dwindling. Mm-hmm. Long-term trends are down, and we're, we're all concerned because hunters fund conservation through excise taxes that come back and are put into habitat and you know the economy and you know, so Fox News. Fox News on Monday published an article, coronavirus, people taking on hunting amid meat shortages in the U.S.
0: It's here, folks.
1: Some Americans are (laughs) taking on hunting for the first time amid meat shortages during the coronavirus pandemic, according to a report on Sunday. Uh, It talks about New Mexico resident David Elliott is put in for his uh, cow elk tag this coming November. I want to make sure it's a clean, humane shot as much as possible and get a bunch of food. Uh, an increase in hunting license and permit application reported by game and fish agencies in multiple states this spring. Some of that, they're saying, associated with turkey season because this spring there's not much to hunt legally except for turkeys. Uh, but it's it's brought on by meat shelves at grocery stores being noticeably empty, and it quotes Hank Forrester of the QDMA Association News, uh, field to Fork program is wildly successful in, in bringing people who didn't grow up hunting into the hunting and, and, and the, the all natural food side of it. Um, people are starting to consider self reliance and where their food comes from. We're all born hunters. It talks about a lady, 42, a building contractor in Georgia, killed her first deer back in January, which gave her confidence she could find her next meal amid potential, potential food shortages. It said the virus has only made me want to go. And do it more so that I don't have that scared feeling of where's my next meal going to come from. And, thanks to you, this year, we're in that boat. We don't have to worry about it. We have a freezer yeah. full of it over here. So, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it talks about this, this teacher who shot an 18-pound turkey in New Mexico. Yeah, it's my first one. <laughs> the, the, the tagline, while hunting license applications have increased in some states throughout the U.S., both California and Florida have seen those numbers decline. That just goes to figure, but anyway, that's some good news on the hunting front. Uh, granted, we cannot absorb everyone going out and providing all their meat, but to have new people interested in it and and taking part of it for the very first time is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of deer, I know I did part of this. I think I got through the the first part of it, and then just kind of had to sketch over the back back <laughs> part of it. It was a QDMA article, how much venison are coyotes eating? Right now is when uh, does are dropping fawns. If you were here last week, you, you know, we read the story about, you know, if you see a lost fawn, he's not really lost, he's just hiding and, you know, he's where he's supposed to be. Uh, But this study goes back to 2009 through 2011. They studied coyotes in northeastern North Carolina. And... um, it's referred to as the Tri-State Coyote Project. There's some coyote deer research going down in McCormick County right now as we speak. I think this is the second of the of three-year study, and they're going to introduce some variables this coming this year that uh, should give us should be eye-opening as far as the interaction between predator and prey, coyote and deer. Uh, I, I believe I went through the the two types of coyotes, the transient. Um, yeah, residents and transients, you know, residents main territory, maintain territories that are seven square miles. Transients could be up to 25 square miles. Um, it goes through, we found that when a resident was shot, trapped, or otherwise killed a transient, quickly filled the void. Uh, think days, not weeks, not months. Um, they also noted that more than 35% of all coyotes on the landscape are transients. Which speaks to habitat managers And we'll get into that a little bit later Um, Transients and residents Use habitat differently Transients Use pretty much all habitats But showed a strong selection for roads As they use them for moving and navigating landscape On the other hand, residents avoided Roads and showed strong selection For open and agricultural habitats Um, Let's see Uh Todd talks about what's on the menu. Um, Frequency of currents by month of major prey items of resident coyotes in Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Deer in May, almost 60%. Plants this time of the year, barely 15%. And uh, small rodents and rabbits, somewhere around 22%. Flip over to October... In their diet, deer make up about 30%. Plants make up almost 70% of their diet. And and this is kind of interesting for the habitat manager because when presented, and it goes on and on, let's say, anyway, and it, frequency of adult deer and fawns of resident coyote diets, uh, adult deer, January, November, December, extremely high months, 50%, 60%. But when you get into May, June, and July, 35% in May, 32% in June, and about 20% in July were fawns. Oh wow! Which is this time of the year, while fawns yep. are being born. Right now, this is when the coyotes are most. And we learned this at the SRS study. You know how many, how much predation coyotes were taking on deer. Uh, in that instance, more of the fawn survival than anything else. So, yeah, they they take both, fawns and all. What can we do? What are the factors that influence consumption by deer, of deer by coyotes? Uh, Found that coyotes that maintain larger territories consume less deer. Coyotes that maintain smaller territories with less dense vegetation ate more deer. And this kind of goes to the the, the first coyotes maintaining larger territories, likely inhabited areas of the landscape with lower quality habitat, and therefore have to balance that energy gain with loss ratio. It makes more sense to consume whatever prey you can find if you're maintaining a large territory, mostly in the form of small prey, compared to a coyote maintaining a small territory, likely centered on parts of the landscape with greater prey densities, in particular more deer. Second, less vegetation density translates to deer showing up more in coyote deer diets. That should resonate with managers and landowners alike as it suggests that cover is an important determinant of coyote predation on deer. It makes complete sense. If you look, look at the landscape from a coyote's perspective, Taylor, coyotes were primarily in Midwestern species that used open environments before their range expanded eastward. Some of our other research has shown that eastern coyotes are larger than western coyotes, and they have shorter ears and tails, both adaptations from having to forage in dense, brushier environments, primarily with their nose and eyes, and are capable of moving quickly and swiftly once they detect prey. So if a coyote can establish a territory in the landscape with open environments where chasing deer is an option, it offers coyotes an advantage. Conversely, and this is where... You know, maintaining that dense cover and all, where fawns can escape and lose themselves, allow deer pursued by coyotes to escape quickly. We should, as managers, recognize this relationship and share that open areas managed as foraging sites for deer, such as food plots. That a lot of us are, you know, we're clearing them, we're looking at them, we're getting ready to plant them, are juxtaposed to dense cover that is maintained using prescribed fire, which we just did. We did mechanical treatments or herbicide treatments. So, I know the first time I read through that I didn't get to this. Um, it goes on to say in in closing coyote populations operate at large spatial scales and predation on deer appears to be a highly variable aspect across the landscape, developing and maintaining cooperatives when it comes to trapping and and keeping coyotes under control. Um, Focused on managing habitats as broader spatial scales could help local deer herds experiencing greater predation by coyotes. They're they're an amazing animal. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Very smart. So if you want I, I encourage you to go read the whole article. I, you kinda you can't sit here and read twelve pages of, of an article word for word and I had to skip over stuff. But QD May just just Google how much venison are coyote's eating. And it's I am. It's it's really is. So that's my big one. You Mr. got anything big else one. over there? I do. What you got?
0: My last thing. Quickly. On the topic of predators. Yes. Um, It's black bear breeding season. And yes. we were just told to put up our bird feeders, and now we are told by <laughs> SCDNR biologists to take them down.
1: Uh, but only if you have a bear in the neighborhood.
0: Yes. yes. And that's what it's saying. You know, If you have a bear in your neighborhood, it's a neighborly thing to let your neighbors know. Because to get rid of them, you know, you've got to take precautions such as taking down your bird feeders. No, don't leave your garbage out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't leave your trash cans <laughs> out. Keep
0: your pet food inside yes. and store it away. Clean your grills. If you have beehives, get an electric fence. Um, and don't feed the bears. It's just common sense. Just well, don't but. Do that. but, but-
1: it, part of that is, but I wouldn't have thought taking out a bird feeder until you see a bear trashing yeah. a bird feeder. Yep. <laughs> you don't think a bird feeder a bear, but they do. Yep.
0: And don't think that they're gonna be here to stay. They're just passing through. But don't give them the opportunity.
1: Yeah. Don't give them a reason to hang around. No. Gosh, I want to tell them what the, what's what's like. I do this too. Week. <laughs> we'll have to wait. It's gonna be pretty cool. It is. It's gonna add a lot.
0: Yep. And you won't have to wait long. Wait That's next right. week.
1: That's right. Don't have to wait long. <laughs>
0: exciting
1: it is it's exciting that that we're opening back up
0: yeah it it's is.
1: uh it's coming folks i know it's been a difficult um difficult spring for a lot of people especially you socialites
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> we know who he's uh, talking about yeah we know who we're talking <laughs>
1: about but it, it's coming back it is and we hope you know I, when we started all this out look at this as an opportunity an opportunity to explore the outdoors because there's no sports on tv and i hope if you did that and you started getting out into nature, keep it up. Continue it. Yep. The outdoors is never closed.
0: It's not.
1: And there's always an adventure. And every minute in the outdoors is different. It is. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for listening. We um, hope you all have a great week, as always.
0: Take back roads when you can.
1: Make time to get, get out the there. Camera. Don't forget the camera. <laughs> we'll see you back here with more Woods and Water South Carolina <laughs> next Saturday. Have a great week
0: feel the moon
1: shine In like a friend of mine To get me
0: from behind Yes, I'm gone to Cal-